Welcome to the Southwest Church of Christ Bible Study Podcast entitled D6. My name is Dave Hess. The title D6 refers to Deuteronomy chapter 6, which teaches us how to teach our children and grandchildren about God and what He means to us. I know I read verse 4 through 9 last week, but it bears repeating. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and by them them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So no matter where you are in life, a teen, young adult, single, married, kids, no kids, empty nesters, grandparent, retired, this study is for all of us. Today's lesson is titled Teacher, Helper, Guide, and the text is found in John chapter 14, verses 15 through 27, and in John 15, verses 26 and 27. The lesson objective is to understand that the Holy Spirit lives in us and that He will help us live for Christ. We follow His direction and depend on His power. Now, I remember standing in a hospital room It was a dire situation. The one in the bed was not responding. It seemed like we had been praying for weeks, and it was now such a critical time. And I did not know how to approach God in prayer. I believe it was the Holy Spirit that gave me words that day. And I remember other times when I did not know what to say, and I believe it was the Holy Spirit then that gave me the courage, and the words at that moment. I also believe that the Spirit has helped me keep silent when it was appropriate. I pray that the Spirit will help me guide uh, us through this lesson today. Teaching children about the Holy Spirit may seem difficult because He is not something that we can see and touch. However, His work is so important in the spiritual development of our kids Teaching about Him in small bites will help make these truths easier for us to digest. I pray that this study will help. Let's get right into the text, John chapter 14, beginning in verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you will also live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, 
Why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Those are such comforting words. Peace, truth, do not be troubled. Do not be afraid. We have an advocate. We have a helper. We have a forever counselor. So then, who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God. He was there at creation, and He is here now. He lives in us if we love Jesus and keep His commands. There is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This is hard for us to understand while we are here on earth. We believe it, though, because it is in God's Word. We read about Him in the very beginning. The Holy Spirit created the world with God the Father and God the Son. Genesis 1-2 tells us that the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters in the beginning. Job said, The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. Job 33-4 God sent His Holy Spirit to earth to help men write the Bible. He guided them so that they would, we would be sure to know that the Spirit of God and His plan for us. 2 Peter 1.21 says, For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as though they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the one who speaks to our hearts. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin and convinces us of the truth of Jesus. John 16, 8. Nicodemus had difficulty understanding the Holy Spirit, and he was a smart man. He recognized that Jesus was a teacher who could have only from, come from God. But he struggled with the concept of being born again. In John 3, 5, Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases, you hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. When a person is baptized and becomes a Christian, the Holy Spirit begins to live in them. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, Acts 2.38. The Holy Spirit helps us become holy 
We are no longer controlled by our sinful nature. Romans 8, 9. It is the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead who gives us life. Romans 8, 11. The Spirit intercedes for us, helping us in our weakness. Romans 8, 26. As Jesus prepares for his arrest and crucifixion, he gives final instruction to his disciples. Jesus washed the disciples' feet as an example of how they should love each other. He was preparing them for what was about to happen, and he promised to send the Holy Spirit to help them and us. If we love Jesus, the natural response to, is to obey his commands, referring to our text in John 14, verse 15. And look at the promise in verses 16 and 17. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to be with his followers so they, and we, would not be alone in the struggles ahead. If you're teaching kids at home, point out that God lives in us. This might be a good time to share 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. You might continue with Titus chapter 3. I'll begin in verse 3. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of the righteous things that we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Make sure your kids understand that we are fighting a spiritual battle. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be victorious. Earlier I mentioned that the Holy Spirit helps us know what to say. And I want to zero in on verse 26 of our text. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I said to you. The Spirit especially reminds us of relevant scriptures to meet the needs of the occasion. However, we cannot be reminded of something we have never known or read or heard or experienced before. Therefore, if we want the Spirit to remind us of an appropriate verse uh, or something in the Bible or a certain Christian truth, then we've got to make sure that we have become familiar with that truth. We should really get this point. How can we be reminded of something when we do not know it in the first place? We need to set, study the scriptures. Do you ever feel overwhelmed or down about the unbelieving world? Do you sometimes feel isolated 
Perhaps you feel like Elijah in 1 Kings 19, verse 10. He's hiding in a cave, afraid for his life. Let me read this. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. God can work in powerful ways. Powerful winds, earthquake, and fire display his awesome power. Look at how the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit also works in a gentle whisper. With Elijah, the Lord was not in the wind. The Lord was not in the earthquake. The Lord was not in the fire. The Lord was present in a gentle whisper. God clothed his power with gentleness and expressed his power through a whisper. The Lord called Elijah in a gentle whisper. To hear God's voice, Elijah had to give his full attention. Otherwise, he would miss it. Elijah had to listen for God's voice with a humble mind and a quiet and gentle heart. If his heart was busy or noisy, or if he was proud and full of his own ideas, he could not hear the gentle whisper. It is in those times that we need to be still and focus on the fact that God is with us through His Spirit. Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46.10 Elijah listened to God, obeyed His command, and God provided. We may feel alone, but the Spirit of Truth tells us that even though the world does not accept Christ, Christ accepts us. He lives and therefore we live. He loves and therefore we love him. He does not leave us as orphans as promised in verse 18. The last thing I want to talk about is fear. Fear sometimes keeps us from talking about Jesus around unbelievers. We think, what will I say? What if I don't have the answer? What if they accuse me of being judgmental or hypocritical? If our success depends on our own abilities, then we will probably fail. Yes, we should study, but we will have a better experience if we trust the Holy Spirit to help us. When we have done our best with His help, it is then up to the Holy Spirit to convince and convict people of the truth. The Spirit will help us remember and understand the Scriptures and use our witness as we have the opportunity to share.
I encourage you to do that. Thanks for listening, and may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. 2 Corinthians 13, 14.